Praise the Lord. So we just, we just read two passages of the scripture. The first one was Matthew 13, verses 44 to 46. And in, in that passage, what, what do we see there? We, we see two individuals who, in effect, found, you know, treasures of inestimable worth. And we're told that in, in different instances, one, it was a treasure in a field. The other, it was a pearl. They found the treasure. And what did they do? They pretty much gave everything. They sold everything they had. They relinquished every other thing they had in order to possess this great treasure. All right? They sold pretty much everything. They found something. It says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found. He found it, he hid it, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. He gave everything else up in order to have that single treasure, that singular treasure. And then we see in Matthew 16, Jesus talking to his disciples, he says, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Deny yourself, deny everything, take up your cross, follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what good will it do a person if he gains the old world, if you gain the entire world and forfeit your soul? Or what benefit is it? It says, or what will a person give in exchange for his soul? What, what will you give in exchange for your soul? What can you give in exchange for your soul? What would it profit you if you gain the entire world and lose your soul? In effect, the entire world is not worth the value of your soul. Everything we can possess, everything we can have, the wealth, the riches, the houses, the, you know, we all have ambitions. We but everything else pales in comparison to the value of our soul. So what would you give in exchange for your soul? Briefly, I'm just going to share on the topic, take up your cross. Take up your cross. And I know it's not, it's not Easter. Praise the Lord. We're talking about the cross, but it's not Easter. You know, I, I believe that God... God has a message for each and every one of us. And as we go through this month of September, this wasn't the message I was preparing to share. But this is what the Holy Spirit laid on my heart during the week. And I believe there's a reason for it. You know, I, I watched a movie. The, the title of the movie was, Do You Believe? Do You Believe? I'll read you the synopsis of the movie so I don't do, is it spoiler? 
I don't want to give any spoilers, so I won't tell you what the movie is about. But this is the official synopsis. It says, when a pastor is shaken by the visible faith of a street corner preacher, he is reminded that true belief always requires action. His response ignites a journey that impacts everyone he touches in the way that only God, in a way that only God could orchestrate. So if in effect, there was a pastor meets a street preacher. So can we lower the volume, please, slightly? There's, there's an echo. So this, this pastor meets a street preacher and the street preacher asks him, do you believe in God? Something along that line. And it's pretty much like most of us, when we go out and some people are trying to, you know, evangelize and they give us a track, we smile and we'll be like, I'm a Christian. How many of us have done that before? Let's be real. You know, we, we do it, we'll smile and be like, you know, I'm a Christian. And that was what the pastor did. You know, he actually was like, the street preacher came, was rolling across, said, do you believe in God? The guy said, oh, I'm a pastor. You know, all smiles. And, and the, the guy said, you didn't answer my question. Do you believe in God? And I, I think we, we need to always reflect on that question. We are Christians. We are children of God. We are believers. Do we believe in God. And if we believe in God, like I said, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? And that, that was a soul-searching question that this pastor was asked. And he said, reflecting on that. As I was watching that movie, the Holy Spirit was saying to me that, what are you doing about it? And as Amazing Grace Parish, what are we doing about our belief in God? So you believe, awesome, fantastic. Even the demons believe, they tremble. So with our belief, with our faith, what are we doing about it? And, and that's, what, that's what I want us to, you know, think about this morning. What are we doing about our faith? Jesus Christ said to his disciples, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. You know, the, the Luke version of that passage, Luke 9, 23, actually says, deny himself, take up his cross daily. Luke 9, 23, take up his cross daily. So it's not a one-off thing. It says, deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. And there, there are two key things in that passage. One, if we're, you know, he says, if you're going to come after me, if you desire to come after him, that's Jesus Christ. You have to deny yourself. You have to take up your cross. It says, on a daily basis, and follow me. So if we want to follow Christ, we have to deny ourselves we have to take up our cross. Children, if we're going to follow Christ, what do we have to do? One, say it out loud. Deny yourself. 
Two, follow Jesus. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. If you want to follow Jesus, you have to deny yourself. You have to take up your cross and follow. If you desire to be a child of God, to be a disciple, you have to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We, we need to ask ourselves, you know, are we, are we doing those things? The, the aspect of denial, what do, we, what do we mean by denial? You know, when, when you think about denial, I think the word translated actually talks about disowning. Disowning. You know, Paul said something, he says that, you know, I count everything as lost for the sake of Christ. It's disowning. And I'm sure we've heard of when they said some parents disown their children. They're no longer mine. They're not, they're nothing to do with them. So we deny the self. It's saying disown the self. Abstain from the self. Cling to the Lord. Those two, you know, when, when the Bible was talking, Matthew 13, about the kingdom of God, to like a treasure, you find something and you give up everything else. Giving up everything else so that you can have that possession, so that you can follow Christ, so that you can be acquainted with him. That is denial. It is total abstinence. It is total abstinence from every other thing. Everything that constitutes us. Jesus Christ was saying that if you're going to be my disciple for real, if you're going to be a true follower of me, first you need to deny yourself. Let it all go. Let it go. Everything. And then he said, take up your cross. Praise the Lord. Take up your cross. And, you know, to different people, the cross signifies different things. If I'm, I'm sure if I ask us now, when we think of the cross, what do we think about? Anyone, when you think of the cross, what do you think about? Anyone? Feel free. And don't all speak at once, actually. Suffering. Anyone else? Pain. Redemption. Atonement. Love. Christ. And so, you know, you, we, we look at it from different perspectives. Those who said suffering and pain, they, they're absolutely right. Because at the time Jesus Christ lived on earth, the mention of the cross pretty much meant certain death. If you're going to the cross, it is certain death. And what preceded that certain death was not pleasant at all. It was a lot of pain. It was a lot of suffering. We all know what Jesus Christ went through. It was a lot of hardship. It was a lot of challenge. So you think the cross and you're thinking, man, someone says so bad. It is, it is hard. It is challenging. And we all, we all face challenges. 
Jesus Christ said that, you know, in this world, we'll face persecution. We'll face challenges. We'll face tribulation. But he said we should be of good cheer. Why? Because he has already overcome. But it doesn't mean the challenges won't be there. So in, in saying, take up your cross, he's saying to us, you know what? You know, the challenges will come. Stick in there. On a daily basis, the challenges will come. But if you're, if you're my disciple indeed, if you're truly wanting and, you know, following me, then you'll stick in there. You'll keep going. Or like someone else said, the cross is not just, you know, challenges and the pain and the suffering. It is also redemption. It is a place of exchange. You know, it is a place where, you know, life is given in, in place of death. Sickness goes away and health, perfect health comes. It is a trade-off, you know, of between the physical and the spiritual, where, the, where we let go of the material to become more spiritual beings. It is a place where we gain the love of Christ or where the love of Christ perfectly manifested itself. The Bible tells us that God loved the world so much, he gave his son. Why? So that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. But to do that, the son had to go to the cross. So the love was not perfected until the death and resurrection of Christ. We could not gain that access. Was the access, we gained the access through the death and the resurrection of Christ. When Christ died and rose again, we had the access to the Father, not to be called servants anymore, but to become sons and daughters of Christ. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That newness of life, that pearl that a man found and gave everything else for was accomplished at the cross. Praise God. So it, it, the, the cross is not just pain and suffering and challenges. It's also the love, the atonement of Christ, the redemption we gain. So we've received that. And like that, that man, that street preacher, like he asked the pastor, do you believe? Okay, yes, you do. What are you doing about your belief? What are you doing about your belief? Now, Jesus Christ said in Matthew 5 that no man, no man lights a candle and puts it under a lamp, you know, under a bed. On a bushel. If you, if, you, if you bring up a light, you want it to shine. You want it to show forth. So the question is, where is your candle? The, the candle you've lit, the candle that's been lit in you. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. This little light of kids help me.
And you let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine Let it shine Let it shine Praise the Lord Are you gonna let your light shine? Is your light shining? Is your light shining? Have you taken up the cross? We say that the, the taking up the cross can be, it can be challenging, but it takes commitment. It takes dedication. It takes desire. Just quickly read from Luke chapter 9, verses 57 down 62. Luke 9. It says, and as they were going on the road, someone said to him, to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, the foxes have holes and the birds of the sky have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Verse 59. And he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, permit me first to go and bury my father. But he said to him, allow the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, Go and proclaim everywhere the kingdom of God. Another also said, I will follow you, Lord. But first permit me to say goodbye to those at my home. But Jesus said to him, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Three different people. Two saying, you know what? I want to follow you. But, but, is there, is there any but in our decision in following Christ? It has to be total commitment. It has to be total commitment. At the cross, when you take off your cross, you bear the challenges that come with it but also you experience the love that comes with it. Now, the question is, what are you doing with that love? What are you doing with that light that is shining in you? How are you sharing that light with others? You know, it says, take up your cross daily. Luke, Luke 9, take up your cross daily. So if you're taking up your cross daily, we're saying, yes, bear the challenges, but on a daily basis, Find a way to impact others. Do something that will, you know, your life has been transformed. Praise the Lord. What are you doing that is making a difference in the life of others? I think that that is the challenge for us. That in as much as we've decided to take up our cross and follow the Lord, what are we doing? to ensure that that love of Christ is impacting the lives of others. Thank God, you know, that's something I said, daily as I live, as often as I live, let my whole life be expression of your grace. Okay, that expression, is it impacting others? I'll end on this note with James 2.18. I think that that's the summary of it. It says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. 
show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. I think the NIV says, you know, you've got faith, I have deeds, actions. Show me your faith without the actions, without the deeds, and I'll show you my faith by the deeds, by the things I do. How are we expressing our faith? As we go into the rest of this month, that is my charge to each and every one of us. Let us, let us express our faith through the things we do, through the actions we take. Yes, our lives, are, our lives will be letters that people will read, but let our actions speak. Let our voices speak. Let the things we do let them express the love of Christ to others. Let them show that truly we're followers of Christ. Let them show that truly we're disciples of Christ. Shall we pray? Do you believe? Saying, take up your cross and follow Christ. Take up your cross and follow Christ. How are you taking up your cross? Lord, help me. You're here, you're born again, you're saved. Praise be to God. But are you truly his disciples in keeping his commandments, in doing all that he has asked you to do? If you're worried about the challenges, don't be worried about the challenges. Because the Lord himself says that he has already overcome on your behalf. Lord, help me to express your love. On a daily basis, in everything I do, wherever I find myself, help me to walk in your love and to show forth your love. As I often as I please. Let my whole life be expression of your grace. as I be, often as I breathe, let my whole life be expression of your grace. I have a father, hallowed be your name, hallowed be your name, hallowed be your name. Lord, that is our cry, hallowed be your name, O God. Let our lives, let our whole lives Everything in us, let it be an expression of your grace. And even as our lives express that grace, oh Lord, let it impact those around us. 
Let our light shine that men may see our works, our good works, and give all the glory to you. As we continue in this month of September, O oh Lord, and going forward on a daily basis, Lord, help us. We thank you for that grace which you have given to us, which is sufficient to take up our cross to follow you. To show forth your death and your resurrection. And the fact that you're coming back for a people, a church, without spot, a bride, without spot or wrinkle. That, Lord, on a daily basis, our faith will be demonstrated through our deeds, through the things we do, through our actions in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the praise, Father, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord.